Welcome in to the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. Overtime coming at you for the next two hours right here on Fan Run Radio. Jake Miller, Davis Rangy, producer Matthew, Bryson Taylor, Tennessee taking on Kentucky, a 14-point favorite against the Wildcats tomorrow night. Excuse me, tomorrow morning, rather, in the Tommy Bowl. It is going to be a gym dandy, and if Tennessee covers this 14-point spread, I don't think anybody is going to be upset about it. Not at all. I'm just going to go ahead and put the record out there. I don't expect us to cover. I expect Kentucky to come in there and play their best ball if they've played all year, and you know, I'm fine with that. I don't. I'm not okay with not blowing them out. I'm okay with just getting a win, handle them. I mean, you can win 10 to 12 points and just be steadily have the game in hand the entire time. And you know, that's just what I'm kind of expecting tomorrow. Workman like debut, businessman. Don't let emotions get the best of you. Just go out there and handle business. Yeah, I don't expect us to cover, but I mean, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised at the fact because Kentucky has been playing bad basketball, but it is Kentucky. No, they're going to play their best basketball tomorrow and just, uh, just make it easy work of it. I, for one, think we're going to blow Kentucky out. I think we're going to take the opportunity that we can to absolutely put Coach Cal to bed tomorrow morning. And anything less than that, I'm not going to lie, I'd be a little bit upset. I mean, bottom line, we're going in. Bryson, I think we'll cover the spread, and all you're going to hear are Kentucky fans with two teeth in their head sounding something like this. And on that note, let's go straight to the Big Orange Phillies phone lines. Phil is first. What do you say, Philly? What do you say, Jake Snake? Philly! How you and the crew doing? Doing pretty good. Feeling good. I got my coffee in a SpongeBob mug. I'm watching some TV right here in front of me. Life is good, Phil. Well, quit hanging around that Tom Brady fan and not being on the air. That's ridiculous. You oh, oh, Phil, don't even get me started on him. I had to spend two nights in a hotel in Nashville with him. I got three hours of sleep over the course of 72 hours because this guy, all he does is snore at night. He kept the room at 58 degrees. My hotel pillow sucked. And Tom Brady fan just decided he was going to snore the whole really? damn time. What, do you have a damn picture of Tom Brady in the room, too? I guess so. <laughs> One of those cardboard cutouts, Bill. Oh, Lord. Guys, <laughs> uh, I hope we win tomorrow. I mean, these are the type of time in Kentucky. Uh, you know, they come in here, wounded animal, but they play their best basketball when they see orange. That they do, and that's uh, that's one of the things with their fans, too. They want to get this win because there's not been a team that's beat Kentucky more than what Tennessee has. And, you know, you give the recent history, you know, as soon as Rick Barnes got to Tennessee, you know, something he established within his first few years, he's like, listen, I'm going to win this game. And he has, I think he leads the series between him and Cal right now, and I expect him to keep it going tomorrow because I think Kentucky's just a broken basketball team. You know, I think you got a lot of guys on that team. You know, Oscar Sheboy, he might want to compete, but I think you got a lot of five-star divas on that team that think they're entitled to everything just because they're a five-star and they just don't want to compete because they think they're entitled to whatever they get in life. Well, I guess Kentucky's not to wait the next year when they bring in that their five five in and recruiting. You know. Well, I think you know. Obviously, you know, they got the one guy that's going to be really good. But uh, Reed Shepard is going to be one to watch out of that class. 
uh, four star. Well, Shepherds, their worst recruit. They got yeah. about, they got four top ten ten players. I know, but yeah. I'm I'm telling you, he's going to hang around for a minute, and he's going to be a good ball player for him. Phil uh, Tyler Hero was the lowest rated recruit in uh, his class coming in, and then you see how that turned out. But I mean, yeah, Reed Shepard is the lowest one in that entire class. I mean, they have one, I believe, one and two committed put on. You see where uh, Cameron Carr's moved up to the top forty player now on two four seven. I saw that earlier. I was looking at the rankings earlier, trying to see what we got coming in for next year. We got one point guard that's pretty high on us right now. Uh, his last name is Noel. He's out of Philadelphia. He's like the fourth best point guard in the country, number one in the state of Pennsylvania. Uh, I guess they was all know him. He's from Memphis. Yeah, he's the he's the guy from Germantown, right where I'm sitting right now, Germantown, Tennessee. Well, Germantown's kind of like Farragut in Knoxville, isn't it? Pretty much, yeah. It's a good comparison. Germantown and Collierville are about the same. It's Farragut. I'd say they probably got better basketball players in Germantown, huh? They got better cheeseburgers. Yeah, I know that, Phil. What, cheeseburgers? Oh, buddy, you go down to Huey's, you get you their uh, French dip or one of their cheeseburgers. Woo! Mm. Pretty good stuff. Oh, yeah. I know one thing. That, that damn Hooters down there in Memphis is... Well, we went down there, we ate there three straight nights. Uh, of course, the scenery was decent, you know, considering the circumstances, you know. Uh, was it better than the one on Merchants? Uh, no, it wasn't, but, you know, beggars can't be choosers, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it was interesting, though, say that. I mean, that that's what you get. You go to a restaurant like that, you, you know what you're expecting, and most of the time you get what you want. You see, y'all going to talk about uh, Jackson leaving uh, Tennessee? Yeah, that one's interesting, Phil. So the one takeaway that I got from that is, you know, when you're playing basketball, and of course you've seen this for years and years and years, you get you see a guy go in, and he looks at who he's going up against for a starting spot, and it's like, okay, I can compete with this guy, or I am much better than this guy. I know I'm going to beat him out, you know, in the rotation. But then you see this guy ahead of you, and he is just leaps and bounds ahead of you, and you know you have no chance of starting. And I think that's pretty much what's happened. Happened. Well, yeah. that's just the way things are now. Yeah, I mean, if you know you're not going to get to play, and you know there's no consequences, you're going to enter your name in the transfer portal. And you know, I don't expect Taven to go to another Power Five school. He might go to a Group of Five school, and he might tear it up there. And I hope he does. You know, he was just never going to get a shot. At the starting job think, at Tennessee, you don't think he'd go to Indiana? Indiana yeah. would take him. Uh, they might take I'll him. Say Indiana. His brother plays basketball up there. Trace Jackson Davis. He's a pretty good ball player. Well, well, when you're when you're running off good players, uh, it shows you how good, like you say, it shows how good the uh, hopefully Nico is. And I hope he is everything that we have seen and more. And for what we're going to be paying him. You know, at least we're holding up to our end of our deal, unlike Florida, who is still battling out this $13 million saga with Jaden Rashada. That, I, I I don't even know where to begin with that, Phil. You think that uh, Florida's going to shell out $13.5 million for him? No. No, they I probably lied to the guy to get him to commit. That's probably exactly what happened. Well, honestly, Billy uh, Napier kind of reminds you of Bruce Jones in a little bit, don't he? I mean, Looks dumb looking, you know, walks the sidelines, and I don't think he cusses as much as a, a, a brick by brick. Uh, Butch Jones was the great promiser. He's uh, 
you know, with my job in the military, Phil, it was, you know, basically to get people back to the way they were. And if you promised and you under-delivered, you were called the great promiser, and that's what Butch Jones is. He's just the great promiser, but he never delivered. Well, I hate the military. The military's probably missing you right now. What they got in there now, you know? Uh, you... I, I'm I'm gonna stop. Right? I can't I can't comment on that. All you gotta do is just see what's going on. You know uh, what's leading it right now, and you, we couldn't even win a war now. See, <laughs> nice. China owns us, I guess. Well, would you expect anything different from Phil and Bryce? I'm trying to protect you here, man. That's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Oh man. All righty, let's go right back to it. Fake Bob is up next. What do you say, Fake Bob? Good evening, fellas. What do you say? Not much. Um, so, tomorrow's game, I think what a lot of people are forgetting then is Kentucky has talent on their team. And all it takes is them to actually just start clicking with them, and they're going to be able to compete with a lot of teams, I think, in the country this year. I just hope it's not tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, let it happen later on down the road. As long as we get a win in the Tommy Bowl tomorrow – yeah, I don't care really what they do the rest of the season. All I know is that after tomorrow, they're going to be four games back, five games in to conference play, and that is not something that Kentucky fans are really used to. And I, Well, I say that, but, I mean, they had the 9-20 year, and then there was the NIT year where they got beat by Robert Morris. So, you know, you got to wonder what's going through the minds of their fans. Of course, all the blame is going to go to Coach Cal, but, I mean, at the same time, you got a lot of guys on that team, like I said, to fill. You know, they're a bunch you of look divas. At the, uh, you look at the year in 2018 when we beat them both times regular season, they had Shy Gilgis Alexander, and they didn't start clicking towards the end of the year, and then they went on and won the SEC uh, tournament. So Kentucky's always going to have talent, but it just seems like the Cows teams, especially in the recent years, they don't start clicking until mid to late regular season. Yeah, and I mean, I'm in my 30s, and I've just – I've seen – so many, like the records don't matter when it comes to this game. It's just, it's just weird things happen. I don't, I don't know if y'all remember. Just a couple of years ago, their nine and sixteen team came in here and beat us. Yeah, that one made no sense. Which Davion Mintz went absolutely insane. Yeah, and uh, I just think a couple things. I mean, I just it seemed like last year, Adu gave. Shibway, I think his length really bothered him and got him really frustrated. I think if we can obviously get him in early foul trouble, I think they're going to fold tomorrow. Well, how did we win last year? And, you know, we'd got him out of the game. We were going to win the game after that regardless. Yeah, and um, I think the only other way that they stay in this game is if they start bombing some threes. But for once, in the Rick Barnes error, it seems like that's their strength on our defense is three-point defense. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the analytics coming into play. I mean, everyone is going to shoot more threes than we've ever seen before. You know, that's just how they're told to play the game. They're told that's the most effective way to play the game. And, you know, another thing that hurts Kentucky is Cal has put himself in a situation to where he almost wants to get a guy that can come in for three or four years, you know, kind of like what we've got with Triple J. But he's so accustomed to what he's done and getting these NBA-level prospects that are going to leave after one year that he's stuck in it. And I don't think he can actually get himself out of it at this point. 
They had a interview real quick. They had an interview with Kelvin Sampson, you know, coach of the number one Houston Cougars, and he said he'd rather have a good, very a good, not as good as a phenom freshman, but 22-year-old, a senior, like Triple J, like Jake was saying, rather than just some stud freshman, and that's worked out for him. You look at Marcus Sasha this year, they only have one stud freshman on the team, and, you know, they're clicking right along. Because they're grown men playing against kids. Exactly. I mean, that's the thing you got to take into account, you know, with the teams that had Admiral and Grant, you know, those were grown men. And then and we, we were basically – They may not go out. They may not project well in the NBA, but they can absolutely be great college players. And they're forever loved by their university. I mean, you look at guys like Keon Johnson, Jaden Springer, and even Tobias Harris, it's like, man, did they even play here? Because it just felt like we never got to know them. They were in here for basketball, and they left as soon as basketball was over. Yeah, no more. On my way out, I, I think that we're going to just wear them down, down tomorrow, or maybe the last 10 minutes of the game, and our experience is going to outweigh their young team, and we're going to probably win about 12, 14-point range. And then the memory I always had about Chris Lofton, I know everybody looks at the big shots of Durant stuff, but it, it was just his silent assassin attitude. Like, you never really seen him talk crap or anything like that. He let his game speak for him, and I hung up and was Appreciate the phone call, Fake Bob. Yeah, of course, Chris Lofton getting his jersey retired tomorrow. So, Zakai Ziegler will be the last to wear number five at the University of Tennessee. And we've had a lot of great players wear that number in recent memory. You know, of course, Admiral and Triple J had wore it, I think, when he first got here. And then eventually gives it off to Zakai. So, there's a lot of history around that number. And it feels good to see Chris Lofton, you know. And one of my favorite shots, I never will forget this, was against Winthrop in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Bruce's first year when we got a two seed and nobody wanted us to get the two seed. But just the composure to be able to catch the ball in the inbound and immediately turn around and throw it up and watch it just spin in, that was incredible. Yeah. Um, then he hit those two clutch free throws against Memphis, one versus two. Yeah. Out of uh, reach. In uh, a game that felt more like a Final Four game or a national championship game than a regular season game. And then we crapped in bed and lost to Vandy on Monday. It, it, it happens that way sometimes. Let's get Martin in here next. What do you say, Martin? Not too much, Jake. How you doing tonight? Pretty good, buddy. Yes. Jake. Martin. Who, who is a three-star cornerback we're going, going for in the transfer portal out of Ole Miss? Well, there's uh, – Davis, you got that info on me? No, I'm uh, looking up real quick for you, Martin. Yeah, I've, Martin, I've been in a muddy hole all day. Yes. Yeah, I've been plumbing pools, stealing pools, working on pools, everything pools. That's what I've been doing today. <laughs> yes. And what I'm hearing on Taven Jackson is it's either Indiana or and, – and uh, Swain said on his show today he'd like to see him go to South Florida. Now, South Florida with Alex Gullish, that might actually be – a better option for him. Yeah, it's, you know, a group of five school, but, you know, like I mentioned, I think it was during Phil's call, you know, he would fit in well at a group of five school given his ability. And Martin, I think it was one of those deals where, you know, Nico came in and he knew he was going to have to battle with Joe Milton for the starting position anyway, but then Nico comes in. And when you go into a situation like that, if you're a player, you look at the guys that you're competing against for the starting job and you see a guy in front of you, it's like, okay, I can compete with this guy. We're going to battle it out. One of us is going to get it. 
you see another Martin, guy and it's uh, like I'm leaps and bounds better than him, and then you see another guy and it's like this guy's just leaps and bounds better than I am, and that's why he probably hit the portal. And I think Davis has that information for you on the three star. Okay. Yeah, Martin. His name is uh, Kendrick Breedlove. He's from Nashville. Went to Pearl Cohen. Um, so I, I think he has three years left because it says he only has been there a year for Ole Miss. Yes, and and I I tell you what, What's I sure that? I sure do like the recruits we got coming in from the transfer portal. Cause I'll be six out of seven of them will start for us. Yeah, I mean, that's the big thing is they knew exactly what they wanted out of the portal and they went and got it. I mean, there was no question about, you know, who they wanted. They just figured out it's like, okay, this guy can contribute here. This guy can contribute there. Let's go get him. And we've had really good luck out of the portal this year. And I think it speaks volumes to what Josh Heupel and company have done. And something that really stood out to me today, Martin, is our defense forced 22 turnovers this year, and that was second in the conference. Yes. That really stood out to me. I'm glad to see my Lady Vols are 5-0 in the SEC. Yeah, and Martin, did you see the uniforms they're going to wear this Sunday? No, I sure didn't. They're going to wear the Summit Blue with the orange numbers. Very nice, won't it? It is, and I kind of like that alternate color with the Lady Vols, you know, as the main color on the uniform. I think it gives that icy look and pays good tribute to Pat Summit, so I'm a big fan of those myself. Yes, and... uh... I've got news on the tight end coach, too. What you got? Uh, maybe Jeff Fires of uh, UCLA if he wants to come back home. I wouldn't be upset about that. <laughs> I wouldn't be upset they about that at all. I don't want to leave UCLA, though, is what I heard. Well, Martin, he's got to take into consideration the taxes that he's paying out there. You know, you come back home, you don't have a state income tax. You lose half your money if you just live in the state of California. Yes. And I, I don't know about you, Martin. I'd rather pay $3 a gallon for gas than $10 a gallon for gas. Yes. I'm going to tell you this and let you go. What you got? They said gas was coming down right now. Uh-huh. But they said by the middle of the summer, it'd be back over $4 a gallon. Oh, man. That that ain't good, Martin. I know it. Anyway, I appreciate you boys. We appreciate you, Martin. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Stay with us. Overtime continues. More Fan Run Radio on the way. Your pa- Back here on Overtime Fan Run Radio, guys. Still got those gift cards hanging around from Christmas. You need to go see Dr. Joe Cairo. Go check him out online today at go see Dr. Joe. Dot com. Of course, Tennessee taking on Kentucky tomorrow at noon at Thompson Bowling Arena. Tennessee a 14-point favorite in this game. Davis and Matthew don't think we're going to cover. Bryson and I think we will cover. It's going to be an interesting game. And this rivalry, it's really something. You know, Kentucky had the edge for a long time. Tennessee has beat them more times than anybody, more than Louisville, more than anybody else they play, right? We also play them the most. We also play them the most, but we do have more wins than anybody. Now, everyone remembers the coal miner story from Coach Cal early, early, or excuse me, late in last year, right? Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's probably the only person that still supports Cal Perry up there. You talk about the you talk about the guy they put front row. That guy. The guy that didn't take a bath. Yes. Yeah. That yeah, guy. Needed a shower. <laughs> well, I guess he learned eventually how to shower because the game that he went to, he actually showered. He wasn't wearing his miners uniform. He had actually showered. Now this is one of those things, Davis. You and I thought this was staged from the beginning. What is playing in the background? I... That is the. Kentucky like Anthem. Oh. <laughs> I thought something on my phone was going on. Yeah, I went on mute because I thought it was me. No. We are playing You'll Never Leave Harlan Alive. Why? What's wrong with it? Prefer <laughs> not to, uh, I don't know, coal miners. Just, yeah. I mean, this is one of my favorite songs to play, whether that be basketball or football. This is my favorite song to play during Kentucky week. And, you know, like we said, Davis, we go back to that story that got released in Coach Cal. My family came out of the mines, yada, yada, yada. I want to give this guy tickets. And it had to have been staged. It had to have been. A million percent, in my opinion. I mean, even the guy, I don't know, but the guy's Facebook profile picture was a picture of him still dirty from the mines. <laughs> With his uh, two-year-old son next to him, so I don't, I don't understand. Oh I, I, my goodness! I don't get this, man. It's, I think it's stage two. I think it's just all publicity at this point. But I mean, it's kind of crazy how your Facebook photo still shows you not taking a bath. Bryson, you think you learned how to take a bath? I think so. But I'm loving this conspiracy or, corner on overtime. Or I mean, shower. I mean, or any kind of water for that. Maybe a uh, hose. Just a water hose, man. I mean, shout out to dude wipes. Yeah, I mean, maybe a sprinkler. I don't know. Something. Grab a bottle of water, maybe. Every gas station on the way there probably had a water spigot outside. A sink. A sink. Something. But I mean, the bottom line is that Tennessee is going to roll in tomorrow as a 14-point favorite, and I really do think they're going to cover. I really do. If our defense keeps playing the way that it played, you know, earlier on in the year and up to this point, throw Vanderbilt out of the mix. Throw Arizona out of the mix. We play Tennessee defense or Tennessee defensively basketball. You know we're going to win this ball game. I'm watching the uh, 2019 game regular season when they came in here. They were four, we were seven. But there's so many pros on this floor right now. I mean, you look. There's Grant. There's uh, PJ Washington, Tyler Hero, Schofield's now in the Magic full time. I mean, that was a high level game, and it. Uh, for some reason, though, we were ranked seventh, and we were twenty-five and three overall. And they were ranked fourth, and they're twenty-four and four. So I guess uh, Kentucky bias was still going on a few years ago. And Bryson, you were listening to Matt Jones earlier today, were you not? Uh, unfortunately, I was. What is? What are his thoughts? Are they just convinced they're going to come in here and roll us, or are they just like, all right, we need to get rid of Coach Cal. We got to get rid of him. Send him to Texas. They're still so worked up about the AD and Coach Cal situation. I think they're just uh, – Well, didn't they have Mitch Barnhart go on their show yesterday? I, I didn't listen yesterday, but it wouldn't surprise me. I read the no, article from that. that was uh, Liam Cohen. I know Liam Cohen on there. Oh, boy. But, uh, no, the rest of that story, they said that the assistant coaches haven't even been doing the scout. Like, it's been a GA that's been doing the scout for the other teams. And I, I don't know how if you're – 
I understand, like, Lady Vol sometimes I'll let, like, if they're playing, like, a, I don't know, a Missouri Valley or something like that, like, they'll let the video guy scout. But if you're a major, if you're a blue blood program like Kentucky basketball, you can't be having a GA who's our age, maybe young, even younger than you, Jake. I mean, you can't have that guy scouting SEC teams. Like, what is going on up there? You never know what is going on up there. You never know what you're going to get. You never know. But all I know is that they're going to be digging coal from the bottom of their grave, much like Brad Paisley just told us. So, all in all, Davis, you said we're not covering tomorrow. Matthew, you said you're not covering tomorrow. Uh, Yes, I I do not think we will be covering tomorrow, no. Why? It's Kentucky, man. It's like... uh... I don't care! Uh, okay, then why why need an explanation? Okay, I'll not, give you an explanation, man. Like, it's, it's not just something like, maybe you can throw in Arkansas. Um, but, like, they're not just going to come. They have more talent than us. I mean, we can admit that on, on paper. I mean, they're not just some scrubs. They're going to go in there. It's Tennessee. They're going to play their ass off regardless. They're not just going to come in here and just lay down. I mean, I would... I would like to see us win by 50 points tomorrow, but I just don't think that's going to happen. I think they'll be uh, ready to go. And at some point it goes from we're not playing for Cal anymore to we're playing for each other. But when you have a bunch of dudes that want to play for each other, not even the coach, it gets dangerous. Very true. Because they have nothing to lose at that point, and they're just playing for each other. Davis, I agree wholeheartedly. I think that this is uh... – I mean, they've definitely talked all week how they can, you know, we can turn the season around here, blah, blah, blah. But you got to remember, our team hates Kentucky just as much as the fan do. I mean, let's not forget what they did on the football game. They all went on the field against Kentucky, walked through the Kentucky section, were clapping at Kentucky, trying to pump them up after being crowned SEC champs on the field. I I just can't wait. I know we're going to come out hostile. It's going to be a great environment. Now, the one time that Tennessee was favored by this much – this is only the second time we've been favored this big over Kentucky in history, I think, was 2008. And they came in here, and Tubby Smith about lost his marbles. That wouldn't, that wouldn't have been Tubby. That would have been Gillespie. There was one year, I think it might have been Tubby's last year, but he came in here, and he lost his marbles. I mean, we were up big, and it was not going to stop. It wasn't going to stop, and it did not stop. And that's the beauty of this rivalry, is there's so much hate, so much passion, that it is going to make for a good game for somebody. It might even make for a good game for both. I mean, you look at you know the SEC semifinals, the year where Tennessee eventually lost to Auburn, that semifinals game, you watch what greatness is all about. Davis, you mentioned the amount of NBA talent that was just on the floor. Yep. I mean, you were watching what greatness is all about. Let's go right back to the Big Orange Phillies phone lines. Chris, you're up. What's up, buddy? Yeah, um, I'm hopefully, obviously, take them out tomorrow. So, we shall see. It just seems weird, you know, playing Kentucky basketball, no one really seems pumped for it because it seems like we're just going to walk the dog with them. Because we are. They're awful. I agree. Think how bad they'd be if Shibway had not uh, stayed due to the NIL deal. I mean, if, the thing is, Shibway, he's not going to – I don't think he's going to have an NBA career 
period. I mean, he might have yeah, a cup of coffee in the league, but that's going to be about it. He's, you know, he's Euros, but a few inches. Well, he's better than Euros, but, you know, <laughs> can't jump, not athletic, not fast. So he's just not an NBA player with this size. He needs to be about four or five inches taller, a little bit more athletic. Like every, every night last year, a dude gave him the biggest problems out of anybody because of how tall and long he was. He's seeing dudes like that every single night in the NBA. Not only are they tall and long like a dude, but they're skilled like a guard. So that's uh, not a recipe. It's a recipe for disaster if you're Sheboy. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the big thing is, like, you get in the NBA with somebody his size, they're faster, they're stronger, and they're going to be able to just go right over top of you and get a rebound. And not to mention, you get the ball down low, they're just going to go over top of him and dunk on him. Yeah, y'all mentioned the Memphis game. I was actually at that game. I was living in Memphis at the time. Bill Street was – craziest i've ever seen it for a basketball game all day i mean it was literally like tailgating for a final four game it was insane yeah that's been the consensus from everybody that i talked to that went they said it felt more like a national championship game than what it did a regular oh, it did. season it, game it was unreal and of course obviously i was excited to be won. I, ha- I did have to wear uh, orange and church the next day so that was kind of i was actually pretty impressed i actually was able to get up and make it but <laughs> <laughs> that was a late game too man not so much because of the drinking, it's because of how late the game was. Yeah. So. Oh, but yeah, as of right now, Jaden Rashada has not enrolled at Florida. He has until midnight. Some thought it was at five. It's actually till midnight tonight, or he's not there for the spring semester. Kind and, of a crazy scenario. Well, I mean, that's what happens when you make a kid a promise and you don't follow through with it. But this time I was a bunch of crap. I mean, it was set up to be for kids that were already enrolled, playing that have established themselves not you know i'd rather just go back to buying players freshmen you know <laughs> under the table like it was done for 50 years and all this crap well i mean and the thing too is you know at least tennessee we've followed through on our promises checks haven't bounced with us yet correct it's like you know these high school kids that have never played a down in college football shouldn't be able to demand this and demand that you know it's for it's supposed to be, it was set up to be for established players already on campus that you know, fans want to get their autograph. They want to, you know, be able to advertise for a certain company and this kind of stuff. Not, hey, we're paying you this, we're paying you this. Just go back to under the under the table like it was done forever. Well, and you know, Chris, this is something we talked about. You know, you got a lot of these guys and their entitlement sense that they've already got because they're a high four or a five star, and they think they should just get everything given to them. And now you add this factor into it, and this is the bad side of NIL. Of course, we see it as good because we're coming out on the the good end of everything right now. But, you know, there's also stories like this where it's like kids promise something, and we're seeing it a lot at Texas A&M, at Oregon, Miami, that nobody's following through on the promises. A&M had so many of their players from last year's class already in the portal after a year. Yeah, 27. Obviously, a lot lot of that has to do with the year that they had, but – Sure, you know, you can't promise these kids six, seven figures and then, oh, well, no, sorry, we don't have it. Yeah, yeah, you don't do that. You absolutely don't do that. So, I mean, if it wasn't for Florida, I'd feel really bad. But, you know, it's kind of feel a little bit bad for Napier because this has nothing to do with him. But, you know, it is still Florida's coach. So, I think what happened there is he got on a train that he thought might have been going 100 miles an hour and then he gets down there and he realizes, oh, my goodness, this train is going 500 miles an hour, and I don't know what to do about it because I'm just an old football coach. And their quarterback situation, I mean, good Lord, 
They might go three and nine next year. I'm not even. I'm not even playing around. Like they might not win a conference game. They're that bad. They they wouldn't let the one guy sign because you know the racial slur previously, and the backup got kicked off. You know John Kittness' son for the stuff that he did. Obviously, you saw the guy play in the Oregon State debacle. Jack Miller transfer. Yeah, the transfer they got in is terrible. The knockoff Jake Miller. I just I hate it for Florida. Just, I really do. I don't hate it for him. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I'm not even going to fake it. I cannot stand them. I am so happy that they're finally going to fall backwards instead of falling forward. Yeah, I mean they got so lucky. I mean Urban Meyer and Billy Donovan. And so. I've been to Gainesville once. When I was actually at the 2000. I think I told these fourth 2015 game, the fourth and whatever 13. But, from the end zone where they convert it to end up winning in the last minute. So, oh, and it, it already smells a, bad down there, and everybody starts lifting up their arms. And then you got to smell that. Yeah, I'd never been there. Gainesville's, I mean, it, it's a dump. It's not a good town. I've been there. Smells like ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's no offense to any Mississippi State fans, but it's kind of like Starkville, Mississippi. It's, it's kind of a dump. Nothing there. I mean. That's the thing. The best barbecue sandwich you can get in Mississippi is at a gas station. I'm all about gas station food. But all right, well, I let the calls get in here. See it. Uh, hopefully, pound them tomorrow. Absolutely appreciate the phone call, Chris. Stay with us. Final segment of hour number one coming up right here on Fan Run Radio. Do you want? Back here on Overtime Fan Run Radio, it is time to make our picks. Who's going to score 20-plus? Matthew and Davis versus Jake and Bryson. Alrighty. Not sure how our picks from yesterday went. I did go 9-10 on building one of those parlays last night. I laughed at... uh... The guy said that Donovan Mitchell was going to fall off after scoring, what, 40? So he had, what, 40-some at uh, Utah the other night? Yeah, what did he have last night? 26. So, I mean, that's not terrible. I mean, technically, I guess it was a fall-off, but not a drastic fall-off. Yeah. Y'all, y'all can have a first pick. All right. So, notes, so, five versus five. I'm going to go first, and I'm going to go Trey Young, 20-plus. Callen, go. Uh, <clears throat> I'm thinking, man. I'm thinking. We're giving you layups right now, man. I mean, Celtics don't play. I mean, uh, is Anthony Edwards playing? I am not seeing him. Wait. Ant is uh, questionable. Uh, yes. Uh, I, don't, I don't want to take Steph Curry. Um I mean, give me Zion 20. I'm going to go with the man, De'Aaron Fox. It's not a bad one. Davis. Give me a second. Oh, I know who we're going next pick. 
Um, I'm going to go... Laurie Markkinen, 20-plus. Give me Shy Gilgis, Alexander. I'll take Jokic, 20-plus. I'll go uh, Julius Randle, not to be rocking Kentucky Blue tonight. We're, it's three Kentucky guys for me and Jake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Randle, John, 20-plus. All right, um, let's see. This is a terrible lineup tonight, honestly. Um, yeah, Shangoon. Not going Shingoon, man. Um, is PG playing tonight? Let me see. PG is downgraded. He's out. Not. He's out. He's not. Plus, there's nothing. Um, Jokic is out. So, give me a uh, Paulo twenty plus. All right, and our last pick, we're gonna go Zach Levine twenty plus. Well, I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't know Jokic was out. So let me get another player. Appreciate it. Go ahead. <sighs> Um, <laughs> yes. Give me, give me Devin Booker. That's he's out, idiot. He's out for like a month. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, ESPN is the worst app in the world. Uh, <laughs> uh, give me, I don't know, man. Kuzma twenty plus. Okay. What did hey, you say? Kyle Kuzma is who he said. Oh, Kuzma. Okay. I think you got one more. Yeah, we have one more. Y'all are done. Um, I'm going to go. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. Let me see. Uh, give me Sadiq Bay, 20 plus. <laughs> Here we go. Five versus. 31 but... last night. Sadiq Bay. Bryson, I think we might go five for five tonight, man. I think so. I think we very well might go five for five. You go five night and the worst night of NBA ever. That's fine. As long as it pays out, I don't care. Should have went Porzingis. That's all right, though. I'll stick with uh, my guy Sadiq Bay. Bay of Sadiq. Nice. You can do that. You can very well do that. And, of course, we got NFL action this weekend. If you missed yesterday's episode with Tyler Wyatt, you need to go check out hour number one of yesterday in the second segment to get all of your betting information that you're going to need for this weekend in the NFL wildcard round. And I'm going to play a lot of those that he was talking about yesterday. You know, don't doubt Tom Brady. Don't doubt him against the Cowboys. That was the one thing that I had as questionable in my slip for yesterday, and now I'm feeling a lot more confident about it. But yeah, there's just a lot going on this weekend and a lot of good plays that you can make. I think everybody would agree with that. Jake, I didn't even know NFL was going on this weekend. Holy casual. I don't watch it. Uh, hey, Jake, I'm surprised you know it's going on right now, Jake. You know it was Walcoy games. At all. Stay with us. <laughs> <laughs> Hour number one is in the books on that note. Hour number two coming up right here on Fan Run Radio.